You're listening to The Brave Yes, the show where we explore the many brave yes leaps that creatives, entrepreneurs, and change makers can make in order to show up in this world more fully as you without apology. I'm your host, Sean Fink, a coach who helps you dig out from the rubble of a busy life of shoulds, expectations, and fears to design your most authentic, courageous life path forward. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Happy new week to you. I hope that everything is good with your soul today. And today's episode is so good that my brain is kind of exploding. I'll be honest. So I want to talk to you today about the relentless politics of good girl syndrome. So just to catch you up, if you haven't been following along, I have been doing a series here on my blog and on my podcast called The Politics of Languishing. My theory is that women have been languishing for years, languishing in exhaustion, languishing in overworking, languishing in feeling empty and lost, like you can't catch a breath and you can't get really good time for yourself. So today's episode is about being good girls, which might be one of my favorite topics to ever talk about. If I get started on this and coaching calls, you just know, like sit back and listen because it's going to be interesting. So first of all, is this episode for you? First, let me just say, if you feel like you are constantly striving and doing everything right, but always feeling as if you are getting things wrong, you may be experiencing good girl syndrome. So on my Instagram account last week, I posted a cozy dose of inspiration that I thought up during my own softer moment where I said, you can be weak. You are not coffee. Well, first of all, I love coffee. And so it was a play on that. But also... I've talked a lot about being the strong ones over the years. And so this was me talking to you about it being okay to be weak. So this Instagram post was super popular, (laughs) easily one of my most liked and commented on this year. And the comments were exuding relief and gratitude And among the comments were two women who were sidelined because of health issues that forced them to stop, rest, and rely on others to do all the things. If it weren't for a hip surgery or two broken wrists, these women would not have stopped giving all of themselves to others. This is why this series, The Politics of Languishing, is so vital and important to me. The truth of the matter is, striving for perfectionism is literally killing us. And if you want to hear more about that, listen to my last episode, which was all about perfectionism. So here's the thing. We have to wake up. We have to start to see what is happening to women, including and especially marginalized women of color. We have to start to see what we are doing to each other. And we have to be a part of the movement that values rest, ease, 
and being healthy in mind, body, and spirit. The overworking and overdoing that is exhausting us needs to change. And I talk about that two episodes ago. So if you're interested in understanding why you're overworking and why you're constantly doing, check that episode out. And the perfectionism that we expect of ourselves and of each other needs to change. Which is why today I am breaking down another big cause of our languishing. Good girl syndrome. What is good girl syndrome? And how do you know if you suffer from it? Well, let's get into it. There's no doubt, no doubt at all, from the time we are born, the idea of being a good girl is instilled in us. It's in every conversation and every parenting guideline. We move through the world teaching girls to be good. We also teach boys as well, but under a different set of oppressive good child expectations. This is a fine line in parenting, but as you grow up and you become an adult, it's easy to feel the good child conflict within. And it may be showing up for you more and more as you get older and start to see how being the good girl is rather exhausting and it's driving your perfectionism stress. So I've been, I've, been, I've been talking about the good girl for a long time, but not publicly. And so this is why I'm so excited about this episode. Here's some characteristics that I have seen showing up in myself, in my friends, and in my clients who are trapped by the good girl syndrome. You are overly responsible. You are overly positive and cheerful in order to keep everyone else happy and uplifted. You are always saying yes to things you do not really want to do. You give too much of your time, your energy, and your money to others. Your own needs are constantly not being met. You try to look perfect and your best at all times. You stay quiet so you don't rock the boat. You go with what others want all the time. You go above and beyond, even when it's not necessary. You strive to prove your worth to the point of exhaustion. You rarely speak up and challenge the status quo. You care more about pleasing others than yourself. You worry too much about what others think of you. You try to stick to a hardcore routine and a disciplined life. And if you don't, you feel guilt or shame. But the girl, good girl syndrome follows us everywhere in our day, throughout every one of our choices and decisions, and it can show up in the strangest of moments in our lives, including what you wear and how you wear it what you do with your food waste and where you send your donations, how you spend your money and on what, what you do for a living or not, how you mother and parent with high expectations for your own good children, how you show up as a partner or friends, how what you do and don't do for others or to serve others lives in your mind constantly. Just how good of a person you are if you do or do not support a certain cause or attend a certain event. 
and taking care of the earth and being good stewards of the environment. All of this adds up. We want to be good people. Being good, being human and being good is a part of our journey, right? We love givers when we benefit from them. But if you're sacrificing your own wellness, your own health, your own dreams, it may be time to run your choices through the human giver syndrome filter. So is being a good girl a part of human giver syndrome? Good girls do good. Good girls give generously. Good girls serve others without complaint. Good girls sacrifice their dreams for their children or their partner's dreams. In her book, Down Girl, The Logic of Misogyny by moral philosopher Kate Mann, she defines a world where there are two types of humans. Those who have a moral obligation to be their full humanity, where they are free to be as comp- as competitive entitled and motivated as they wish to be in order to be their best selves. And then there are the human givers, which are those who have a moral obligation to give their full humanity, meaning they feel they must give away all of their time, their attention, their energy, their love, their needs, their hopes, and their dreams to others for the good of others. The Nagoski sisters, who I mentioned in my last piece about perfectionism in this series for their book, Burnout, gave a name to those givers, human giver syndrome. And after reading about human giver syndrome, which, by the way, I do not have, though I would say I am definitely struggle. I have struggled with good girl syndrome. I really saw the connection between the human giver syndrome and good girl syndrome. And in their podcast, Feminist Survival Project 2020, great name, by the way, the Nagoski's talked about these women who are extreme givers, this human giver syndrome. And Amelia Nagoski said specifically, and I love this, she said, it's not just women who are the category of giver. It's all people of color, people of with disabilities, immigrants, people who don't speak English as their first language, at least in the United States, trans people, poor people, gay and queer people, anyone with disadvantaged or marginalized identities expected to behave themselves, to perform, to conform with a role of service to the people with advantage, to make sure nobody else feels uncomfortable and nobody else has that person's needs imposed on them because it is a moral duty. If a human giver falls short of their obligation or if they dare to ask to have a need met, they deserve to be punished, which is where human giver syndrome starts to get really dark, Amelia said. Ouch, right? They'll be punished by human beings and givers who do not conform to the expectation to be givers will be punished by other givers because how dare they, how dare they when all the other givers have to do this, Amelia said. If one giver says no and then goes ahead and has a need of her own, she'll be punished by other givers 
And if there is no one else around to punish her, she'll go ahead and punish herself if she's internalized this moral obligation. All of that was quoted by Amelia uh, from their podcast. And as with good girl syndrome, human givers are expected to deny their own needs so that you are giving more than you can rest, more than you can complete your own stress cycle, and giving so much that there is absolutely never any time for you to pursue your own passions or purpose in life or your own needs. Just give, give, give. Emily Nagoski said on the show. And then she adds, and I love this too, because it feels so true. If we had set out to design a system to burn out half the population with emotional exhaustion, we could not have invented anything more efficient. One, the system where at least half the people are expected to behave themselves and submit their lives to the service of others without imposing their needs on anyone. So if we know we should put on our own mask first, but encounter guilt and resistance over doing so, that is absolutely the good girl syndrome taking over. And that also means fear is taking over as well. So what is the fear factor behind good girl syndrome? Every day, every single day, you, me, and everybody I know puts on masks, good girl masks, the masks that hide everything that is inside of us that is messy, chaotic, imperfect, and exhausted, doubtful, insecure, (laughs) the list goes on. The mask hides the fears. Fear of losing friends and upsetting others, fear of not being good enough, fear of pushing people away, fear of missing out, fear of judgment, fear of rejection, fear of being a fraud, fear of being labeled, fear of disappointing others. In my work as a Brave Yes Living and Leadership Coach, I work with women creatives, entrepreneurs, change makers, leaders who are ready to play with being more courageous. Big courageous and small courageous, by the way, just courageous, more bold. And what that means sometimes is that the brave yes choice is to do the opposite of what your inner good girl is saying. And that means embracing all of the parts of you, including your chaos and your inner messy parts. In fact, celebrating all of you is how you reach a feeling of wholeness. And in my coaching work, I work work with clients on identifying and transforming those fears that are holding you back from living your most brave yes life, a life where you feel free, free to create, free to lead, free to speak and stand out with more boldness, more courage. So how does the good girl syndrome interact with our desire to be wholehearted and whole, even and especially when it seems selfish? I love this quote by Brene Brown. One of the most painfully inauthentic ways we show up in our lives sometimes is saying yes 
when we mean no and saying no when we mean hell yes. And she says, I'm the oldest of four, a people pleaser. That's the good girl straitjacket that I wear sometimes. I spent a lot of my life saying yes all the time and then being pissed off and resentful. When we give all of ourselves, our time, our energy, our resources, our love, our gifts, and leave nothing left for ourselves to chase our own dreams and tend to our own inner longings, a few things happen. First, stress and burnout take over. Giving endlessly and always being the good girl is not a sustainable way to live. Next, you enter the land of bitter and sour that I'm always talking about. And then the fallout really begins. This is when your sense, you feel a sense of languishing, of emptiness, of feeling lost and scattered. And that shows up in everything that you do. It shows up at work. It shows up in your creativity. It shows up in your confidence. It shows up in your love and your ability to love yourself. When your own needs or inner longings are ignored or pushed aside for others, you lose your sense of self. And yet, doing what feels good for you is a part of being resilient and strong in mind, body, and spirit. Your wholeness can only happen if you are listening and acting on your own inner longings. And to make time for what matters requires space and time. And you can't get that space and time if you are giving it to everyone else. So how do you liberate yourself from good girl syndrome? And should you? (laughs) So another quote that I love is by Amy Poehler. She says, I love saying yes. And I love saying please. Saying yes doesn't mean I don't know how to say no. And saying please doesn't mean I'm waiting for permission. Yes, please sounds powerful and concise. It's a response and and a request. It's not about being a good girl. It is about being a real woman. I would call myself a very good girl, but I would also call myself a very good girl who is done with being good for the sake of being good. There comes a time in our lives when we give and conform to the point of exhaustion and resentment, and we finally just emotionally burst and explode and all of our fragile parts scatter and the process of picking up the pieces is just too hard so we start giving less of ourselves for some you might pull back too much because quite honestly most of us are never going to shed all of our good girl image entirely we want to be good people we want to be good humans But we can work to lessen it. We can do small, brave yes actions to design a more sustainable, joyful life and or career or business for ourselves, one that allows for our wholeness. When I work with women who are ready to say yes to their dreams and living into their full potential, the first thing we almost always have to break down is finding the time to do the work. If you are giving all of yourself to others, it is hard, next to impossible, in fact, to give yourself the time and space you need 
to figure out what you love, what brings you alive, and what heals you. And so here are some questions to ask yourself if you think you might be caught up in good girl syndrome. How can I make this more playful and fun for me? This is one of my favorite questions. Nobody wants to do the dishes, but how can I make it more playful and fun for me? I actually have worked with women on this very thing. I've worked with myself on that. What will I sacrifice by saying yes? And is it worth it? There is always something on the other side of a yes. Because when you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else. What boundary do I need to set here? What do I need? What do I want? What do I long for right now? What would really happen if I dropped this ball? That's like my favorite one. What would really happen if I dropped this ball? And finally, how can I be kinder to myself? In my Brave Yes Living Tips, which I offer to new subscribers to my email list, I offer a few more radical ways to live for yourself and chase after your dreams for this one lifetime you are experiencing. There is no time like right now to start living for yourself. It's time that we offer a liberating future for our girls and boys and ourselves. Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie has a great quote that I love, and it's one that I like to keep front and center, especially as a mother. Teach her to reject likability. Her job is not to make herself likable. Her job is to be her full self, a self that is honest and aware of the equal humanity of other people. Ah, yes. As a mother of teenage daughters, I have struggled with the good girl syndrome very much. Just like every parent, we have taught them to be nice, but I find myself telling them often, don't be too nice. I want them to be compassionate and kind to all people, and I want them to have boundaries and to not be jerks to others and find this to be tricky, tricky ground to walk on, yet essential and vital to creating a liberating future for our girls. Because I know that when you have too many boundaries in place, you can inadvertently put up too many barriers between you and others, creating a sense of loneliness and isolation. Sometimes we have to let our boundaries drop to let others in. Tricky, tricky ground. We can begin to form a more liberating future for our girls and boys by not shaming them into being good by our standards, but rather helping them decide what being a good human is for themselves. A good girl is not to sit quiet and look pretty unless she decides that's what it is for herself. A good boy is not one that is tough and manly and never cries unless he decides that is what he wants for himself. When we stop defining perfect as good, we will be liberated. When we start to see our mistakes and imperfections as good enough, we will be liberated. 
when we start playing with feeling alive and chasing our dreams and not feeling guilty for it, we will be liberated. When we start accepting and embracing everyone's imperfect humanity, equal humanity, we will be liberated. Whether it's changing jobs or trying a new industry or starting a business or writing a book or forming a new program for your business, brave yes changes are hard to do alone. And I'm here to guide you through the journey, the journey of awakening and choosing and experiencing both the spiritual and the strategic parts of living into your brave. This episode is brought to you by the free for all Brave Yes newsletter. It's a weekly email to inspire your own Brave Yes journey. The newsletter, along with this podcast, are designed to inspire your own creativity and courage to live in creating and leading life your way. When you sign up, you'll instantly receive my 10 Brave Yes living tips to start putting into action in your own life and journey. A link to subscribe will be in the show notes or head over to seanfink.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you have picked up at least one or two subtle or not so subtle resources that you can use to help you walk your own Brave Yes journey. If you are interested in exploring more resources to help you on this journey, sign up for the Brave Yes newsletter. Please leave a review. If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend who you know needs this message. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. Please know that there may not be an episode next week. I will be on vacation and I'm giving myself some grace to not be perfect, some grace to not overwork, and even to be a little bit of the bad girl who says, I'm just going to take the week off. (laughs) So have a wonderful week and I'll be back in two weeks.